Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. to the CHGO Bears podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook. Download the app, use promo code CHGO when you sign up. That's right, one plus two equals chemistry. It equals touchdowns. It equals Super Bowl, Mark Carmen and Nicholas Moriano. Damn right it does, Adam Ho. Good to see you, buddy. Good to see you too, Nick. I know that some people, people on this show, were not exactly... In love with the performance from the QB today. It was a little wobbly, but we still got some chemistry to celebrate. Damn it, let's go. Good to see you guys at a, at a 4 o'clock after an OTA. It was fun to be out there today. Yeah, another uh, final OTA, voluntary OTA practice, you guys. So um, good to see everyone out there, and including Bears players that we haven't seen in the first two OTA practices. We'll get into all of it, but good to be back. Yeah, a lot to get to. Uh, Nate Davis back on the field. Jalen Johnson back on the field. Should we do it? Should we do it? I think we should do it. Nate, 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 Nate. You made it, Nate. It was good to see 64 out there, buddy. Jalen, 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 Jalen. Floose trying to be nice about Jalen. Yeah, we talked on the first day of practice. When he got right. here, we talked. Yeah, that it's uh, it's an interesting thing. We'll, we'll get to all that. Um, okay. I, I, th- I think... Um, we got to lead with the quarterback though, because I think there's two different conversations here, like on the micro compared to the last two weeks we've been out there watching practice. I don't think Justin Fields was necessarily as sharp today, mm-hmm. um, but it still stood out to me more than anything else. The conversations that we had uh, with certain people around house hall about the chemistry with DJ Moore. And I mean, granted, a lot of those were responses to uh, questions being asked, but even on a day where maybe not everything was as sharp, especially on deep balls down the field, there was a drill that we'll get into because I talked to Andrew Ginoco about it. Uh, We were taking notes on it when it was happening. You still see number one throwing to number two all the time. It, it's honestly, I, I have not seen anything like it at this point in the season, which is June, uh, off season, whatever, since Brandon Marshall and Jay Cutler were out there throwing passes where it was just like, yep, that's his favorite target. That's where he's going uh, most of the time. And it was interesting, for example, to hear Tyke Tolbert, the wide receiver coach say like, yeah, it's, you know, that, that chemistry is, is pretty there pretty quickly. DJ Moore came in from a different offense, learned this one pretty fast and hasn't been making mistakes. Yeah, no, it's it's been good to see you guys. Uh, We're seeing it. The three open OTA practices. We've been there. The connection from one to two, you know, has been there and it's been there consistently. And one of the better plays of the day from Justin Fields was to DJ Moore, a nice ball over the middle of the field. DJ Moore caught it. Uh, Jalen Johnson was trailing in coverage, and that's just what he does. He lives over the middle of the field, and Justin Fields trusts him to be there, to make that catch despite whoever's around. So uh, got, or Justin Fields has his guy in DJ Moore, and you know that, that Marshall, 
you know, that connection that you mentioned earlier, Adam, like I can see that it's good that Justin Fields has that guy. Cause he didn't have anywhere near that type of connection last year with anybody. So DJ Moore is here and that connection continues to grow. I mean, if you go back to the end of last year, right? Mooney's hurt. And who's your number one receiver? Equiminius St. Brown, Chase Claypool. It, there wasn't that guy. And so I I'm excited about the chemistry for one that is building, but it's more so that when you see that guy out there and you realize that the rest of the receiver room and the tight ends for that matter, and even the backs catching the ball, everyone's going to fall more in line. So EQ or Darnell, hopefully if he gets healthy and chase and Tyler Scott, if he's active, they'll all be, they're not going to be being guarded by the number one cornerback. It should, the fact that that guy's out there who can beat that dude and set up the whole offense. It's, it's, it's exciting to see what's possible if this thing can come together. Yeah. I think, um, here's a quote from Jaquan Brisker. I think is relevant to this one. It's not the, it's not the other one that we had ready. Uh, this is a different one. Um, but he was asked about fields more connection. And is it a big difference from last year? Because the other thing like Brisker was definitely one of the guys on the list today of people who are like raving about what he's seen from those two said him to two. You're going to see it. Or I think that's what he said. You're going to see it, whatever it, mm-hmm. it, it's coming. Um, but as, as, in terms of him having that guy compared to not having that guy last year, which duh, um, he said, I'd say it is a big difference because he has his receiver out there that he wants and that he knows he can trust to throw it to. I won't say anything bad from last year, but just compared to last year, he just looks different. Again, this is Jaquan Brisker talking about Justin Fields. It's a different energy. And you know that feeling when you're out there looking and you see one and two going out there and he's throwing that ball to two and he's getting it. He's catching it. It's timing routes and it's on time. So it's a different chemistry right now. And it's just OTAs. They just started. So the sky's the limit for them for sure. For Justin, for DJ, and for that offense, sky is the limit you're going to see. As Jaquan Brisker is practicing against these guys, um, you know, on a daily basis and the, the, the thing specifically about the timing routes and it being on time is, you know, hearing that from a safety who's standing there in the middle of the field, seeing a lot of this in front of them. I think, it, I think that's something that, uh, you know, as we're parsing through things that actually matter this time of year, I think that's something that does matter. I'll give you another thing that matters because there's, yeah, he's going to two. You know what's, you know what, you know what happens with some of Fields' throws? They're not perfect. They're a little bit off the mark. You know what DJ Moore does? A lot of the time, I've I've seen it numerous times already. It's not a great throw. He makes the catch. Ball's low. Mm -hmm. It's behind him. He's just he has that ability. It doesn't have to be right there for him to catch the football, which also matters. Um. So that, which is also going to give fields more confidence. I just got to get it around them. It doesn't have to be right in the window. I mean, ideally it will be, and I know that's what they're gunning for, but I've, I've seen that a couple of times now. Yep. All right. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yep. No, I mean, it, it's good. Come to on, see you Nick. You, you t- talk to me about a bad thrown. Listen, I'll, I'll wait. I'll, I'm going to follow the lead of Hogue, but uh, I, I do think the drill portion of today was kind of interesting. If we want to nitpick the quarterback. Well, yeah, I think the deep ball was interesting today from Justin Fields, because I don't think it was all that there to be completely. No, it wasn't. It was whether you're looking at the drill or there were a couple of times where it was Tyler Scott was lined up one-on-one against Tyreek Stevenson, deep ball. Scott has a step on Tyreek Stevenson the ball comes out, it's fluttering, you guys, in the air. And Tyler Scott has that step, has to dive to potentially try to make this catch. It's out of his reach. There's another one on the opposite side where Justin Fields trying to go deep to Valus Jones Jr. Tyreek Stevenson again is in coverage. The ball's not there. And then the drill, Adam, if, if you want to talk about that, like the all the quarterbacks weren't, uh, weren't able to kind of show their, their accuracy enough in that drill if you want to speak on that. Yeah, but, so- I mean – 
just quickly, uh, Hogan, just to back that up, like Bayless was open in the in the back corner of the end zone on a 50-yard bomb. He overshot him. Um, Bayless did have a step there, but it would have been an unbelievable catch and throw if it had happened. Oh, I'm going to be clear mm-hmm. on that. That was never going to be a touchdown because he threw it out of the back of the end zone. Right, right. It, yeah, there, yeah. Bayless Jones couldn't have done anything there. It was, right. that was... I, I, no, but, he, but Bayless was open. No, yes, I'm saying he is open, yeah. but it, 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 it would have been an incredible catch because it would have broken the 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 rules. It, it would have been it would have been so incredible. Um, same thing on that one to Tyler Scott you're talking about. It was just a touch. It was just a touch too far. Um, whatever, right? Like it's we we we've talked about these last couple of weeks when everything's looked pretty good that there are going to be bad days, uh, get used to it. It's going to happen during training camp too. He might have three good days in a row and then have a bad day. Uh, every quarterback is going to have that situation. Now in terms of this drill, we're talking about don't really want to make a big deal out of that either. Um, but just reporting what we're seeing, they, they, and someone on Twitter said this was like an Aaron Rodgers drill that they would do up in green Bay, which would not surprise me because gets, brought a lot yeah. of that stuff down here. I don't know if that's, um, completely 100%, but, um, Anyway, they snapping the ball from the 50. They put a big giant net thing that like you basically throw the ball into at the 10. It's a 40 yard throw. If we're talking air yards, it's anywhere between 45 and 50, depending on the drop. Um, And all four quarterbacks took reps. All four quarterbacks struggled to get the ball in that net. Um, Now I asked Andrew Janoco about it, the quarterback coach, because this was an individual drills. This was a a time period uh, that your QB coach is running what you're doing. And, um, you know, he said that what was, what I thought was interesting is they specifically did it into the wind. I didn't necessarily know it was a ton of wind out there today, but there was definitely a breeze. There's definitely a lake mm-hmm. breeze. It was actually almost a little chilly today, to be honest with you. It was uh, windy, man. I thought, was, I mean, and it was cold, like, it, I mean, it, relative to summer. So he was trying to simulate, you know, some of these throws that you're going to have to make at Soldier Field. Uh, regardless of the temperature, it can be windy in there and you start throwing into the wind. Um, he also said, you know, the trajectory of the ball and your footwork matters you know, just as much as the ball landing in the net. So, and, and if you make one and your footwork's wrong, it doesn't count. So, you know, we don't even know the details on the, the, the four balls we actually saw that were made. Um, you know, if those actually counted based on the footwork and things like that. So anyway, I found it to be an interesting drill and um, they definitely were battling the wind on that. Just reporting what we're seeing was interesting. And um yeah, I just I it didn't go that well. Andrew Janoka though, uh, one for one, stepped and up and off. just wobbled one right into the damn net. No right. problem. And, and he said he said uh, you notice how I stopped after that. Got to keep that completion <laughs> completion percentage up. Right? Well, smart man. The the numbers and I, I think Nick's tweeted him. I mean, Fields was one for eight on that uh, on that drill, and one that I just was kind of annoyed by or just they they also line them up I guess at the 10 yard line and you had a big net that you had to throw over and drop it into uh like a net bucket and they were doing three at a time Nathan Peterman stood up stepped up there and went three for three bang 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 yeah just quarterback fields, controversy. yeah Justin <laughs> Fields over three um you know that was just like a you know 10 yard line fade to the corner so there was some accuracy issues on, on the drills today. That there's 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 no way around it. That that happened. And of course, yes, not a huge deal. It's not. No one's freaking out. I want to try that drill I, I, from the fifty, from the ten, just to try it out, you guys. I think uh, no chance. You're over twenty on it. We'll get the arm going, you guys. Nick's I, I got a good going. arm now, Hogue. He, I mean, he's not great at catching the football, but. Uh, or the whoa, 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 I played receiver in like high school. Like, I mean, that's what right. I do. No, you, okay, fine. You're not great at catching the softball. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, not, not great at catching the football coming from you, Carm. I would slow down there. Wow. We, we have video evidence of you wow. dropping an easy who, pass. Who, who is, who's, who is that? Yeah. Who just joined? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's Hi, right. Gregory. You, better, you better switch that video so you end up back on, on the bottom there. Back where I belong. Pushing Carm to the bottom corner. Yes. I, well, at least if gr- he's up there, then I can put him in jail. 
So <laughs> this is this is way. Do we too have much. Braggs producing this thing today? Is that what's we happening yeah, right now? That's what we yeah. have. Bra- Braggs we're in is, a lot of trouble. Braggs has way too much power. My, I'm scared. My does. future is 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 very much in question with Gregory ascending. And there's Lawrence. Look at Lawrence. What's up, buddy? I've never seen Lawrence smile that much. He doesn't have to produce this show right now. <laughs> We're just hanging out. I've never seen Greg this annoyed. Uh, oh, I have. Basically, anytime he's around you. That's, that's unfortunate. All right, let's keep going. Well, I'm going to bring in Braggs a little bit later, too, to hear some of his thoughts on everything that, that, that he heard today. Um I see it in the comments, so I'm okay addressing this right away because Tony is right. Because uh, Waddle and Sylvie were out of practice today, and there was this you know, incredibly dangerous moment where um, I'm not exactly sure what this bird was doing. According to Waddle, it was a sandpiper. I don't know if we have confirmation on that. Waddle seems like he's one with nature and would, would know these things. Um, but this bird put like... So if you picture the goalposts and then there's always the net behind the goalposts and then there's uh, what do they call those things? I should know the answer. They're nicknamed the orcas. They're like these big things on wheels that they film everything from. Okay. For practice video. So behind that orca and the net, there's a bird who apparently didn't need a nest it just laid the eggs right there in the middle of the concrete gravel situation that was going on i don't know i've never seen that before is that uh i I don't know if we have any bird experts here but terrible place to lay your eggs because when kickers kick the ball into the net the ball falls right down where the eggs are that bird made cairo santos a murderer it's unbelievable. <laughs> uh, I, I don't know anything about birds. All I know about this bird is that bird was damn ass annoying. He was making all sorts of uh, well, chirping. He, what do you think he thought about us standing there? No, we were we yeah. messed we messed up his afternoon. There's no doubt about it. And he has just as much of a right to that little p- patch of grass as Cairo Santos, Adam Hogue, Nicholas Moriano, or even Rise and Shine. So I, I took get a picture it. of that bird. Tweeted I'm it out. Assuming, by the way, that bird is a female. Yes, I would. I would assume. laying eggs inside. Again, not an expert in this field at all, but you're calling that bird a dude. <laughs> Women can be dudes. It's my dude. Well, well, and sh- and, conversation. And Chicago's having issues with birds lately because they got that peregrine falcon that's hiding underneath the bridge, attacking people too. I heard about that. Yeah. What? That's frightening. Keep your head on a swivel, Nick. Well, maybe Mark because he's the one that probably is riding his bike around there. That's right. It wouldn't be the worst thing if this falcon attacked you, as long as it's caught on video. I actually second that. It would be pretty bad if, unless it's caught on video, then I, then I think it's yes. Yeah. It's, all, it's all right. On record, Greg wants me to be attacked by animals. <laughs> falcon. And Hog Hog agreed. Uh, these are my people. I'm well, so yeah. And going. I'm seeing a tweet right now that there's some bear walking around Gurney right now. What so, the hell? <laughs> I don't know. Hey man, world's going crazy. I mean, can't play ba- can't play baseball tonight in New York or Philadelphia because people can't breathe. We got a bird that's that's laying uh, eggs next to Cairo Santos and Adam Hogue, and now we got a Baron Gurney. Let's go to well, Great well, America, baby. Well, for the record, the bird and the uh, eggs, I believe, survived the kicking session. And, uh, they did, Cairo, yeah. And, 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 and whoever that ball boy was at one point made an incredible catch leaning over a bird that might have killed him and well, the eggs to make a great catch and save those eggs life. Are, is it a life? That's again, that's it'll be a life. Yeah. And, and for the record, uh, just for all those of you who are itching for more football, diehard football talk, Cairo Santos looked great today. And there's the bird. Oh, we have a shot of the bird. There of course, I took a picture of the bird, you guys. Come on now. So, is that a sandpiper? Someone, in, it said it's, I don't know, a killdeer? What is that? I don't know. I don't know uh, birds, you guys. I don't mean to disrespect that bird, but that bird is one ugly bird. <laughs> oh, Jesus. 
That's do you think it's an up. ugly bird? I think it's a cool bird. It's just, just a, it's just a bird. <laughs> Lawrence is confirming it's a kill deer. Ah, there it is. Kill deer. Kill deer. Okay. I just kill know that's a neighboring <laughs> town I know of. I didn't know that that was actually the name of a bird. And Okay. Uh, cl- got it. Cl- uh, clutch. Uh, what do we got? It was a super chat here from Clutch. Any deer slash coyote sightings? They're everywhere now. Actually, yes, there are both deer and coyotes roaming around House Hall all the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, not inside, you know, on the practice field. I actually have a story. Uh, Johns and I were interviewing Ryan Pace once out there on the uh, backfields, a uh, little outdoor training camp interview, and look over to the left. There's just a coyote walking down the middle of the field that we were sitting on. Okay. What up, coyote? What's up, dude? Yeah. Welcome. Okay. Middle of the day. But yeah, they are everywhere. All right. Where do we stand on things? I'm hungry. Maybe we should talk about some Omaha steaks for a second because Omaha steaks are so good and Mm. tasty. Have you guys blown through your box of steaks and meats that that have come in? No. Unfortunately, yes. Well, you should if you haven't already. And anybody out there who's thinking about Father's Day or you need to want a gift or you got to get somebody a gift the truth is dads want steak you give dad perfectly aged and oh so tender steaks you're not just giving him the best meal of his life but the chance to grill them up and share the moment with you for a limited time when you go to omahasteaks.com you enter the code chgo bears it's not just chgo in this case chgo bears you enter that code into the search bar you will be able to order the dad's favorite gift package for just $99.99. Plus, you will get eight free Omaha steak burgers with your order. That's eight free burgers in the order. These burgers taste like a steak on a bun and are ultra lean and packed with a bold, intense, beefy flavor. You're going to be saving over 60% on the dad's favorite grill pack. And if that sounds like a lot, $19.99, but here's everything you get. And again, you're saving 60%. You're getting four bacon wrap fillets, four premium air-chilled boneless chicken breasts, four boneless pork chops, four gourmet jumbo franks, and you've heard me talk about them before, the four made-from-scratch caramel apple tartlets. Put a little vanilla ice cream on top. You'll thank me later. And you get the Omaha steak seasoning, which really is an awesome seasoning that you can put on pretty much anything. Uh, And like we mentioned, you're getting the eight free Omaha steak burgers included in that. All of that, everything I just said for $99.99. Remember, gifting is easy. Dads want steak and Omaha steaks isn't just steak. It's the best steak of your life. Guaranteed. Don't wait. Go to omahasteaks.com. Type in CHGO Bears into the search bar and order the dad's favorite gift package for Father's Day today. That's omahasteaks.com. Keyword CHGO Bears. Looks like uh, Adam, you made Tony here in the chat hungry. It's nearly 10.30 p.m. here, and now all he wants is a steak. Hey, 10.30 is a good time to have a steak. You can have a steak anytime. Oh, Tony, my guy. Yes, Carm, this is where you do a read. Okay. I, I was looking on the private chat. I, I got to I have a – is it Goose You're Island? in a private chat right now? I'm in a private chat with Nick. Uh, Goose Island. All right, wonderful. Because I, I could use about seven Goose Island beers right now for where I'm at in my yeah, life. Looks like it. Well, look, you think about it. You got the Omaha Steaks, and then you just pair it with some Goose Island. Everybody's good to go. There you go. Chicago's beer since 1988, Adam Hogue. The beer roster, you know it. You love it. You need it. The Goose IPA, six-time medal winner at the Great American Beer Fest. Tropical Beer Hug, which is a dry-hopped Imperial IPA. You got the 312 Wheat Ale, which is available uh, all across this city in beautiful places like one I'm about to mention and the full pocket pills, which is the everyday beer that the brewers are drinking. That's actually my favorite right now is the old full pocket pills, which you can find in Adam Hogue's fridge, uh, both in uh, beautiful Vernon Hills and up in the Fox Lake. Grab that ultra fresh brewery exclusive beers at Goose Island's original brew house. If you're in the city on Clybourne in at Clybourne Avenue in Lincoln Park or Head on over to their tap room on Fulton Street in Westtown. Goose Island Beer Company, delicious, and Chicago's beer. 
There it is. Look at Greg. Talk. Pushing the little goose island again. It's almost like, nice. it's almost like Braggs knows what he's doing. Yeah. Bet you he wouldn't know what Reed to do there. Um, <laughs> Listen, poetry and notion ain't notioning for me, uh, I, which is probably my fault. No, no, sure. no, 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 no. Is that really – you can't get into notion right I can't, now? I can't notion. Okay. I take Same. back everything I said. I can't poetry and notion. Poetry. But but Nick told me about comment in the second action, and I am very excited about it. I mean, it would have been good so. to know before. I, so I literally – I think I filled in this rundown more than I ever have in this show's history, and you're telling me that neither of you can actually read it or see it? Only in my phone. I got it on my phone, but laptop, I, no go. I assumed I assumed that Nick had filled it out, and therefore he told me that I was in the second break. But he just wanted to let me know that on the read with him that I, that I was in this role. It was really just a selfish Nick move that he wanted to set himself up for success. It's a selfish Moriano. <laughs> That's what happened. Yep. All right, back to the Bears. Let's go. <laughs> uh, all right. I found uh, – I actually found a lot of stuff to be interesting today. But I found this note, nugget, whatever you want to call it, from Jaquan Brisker – who was great today talking to us. We already mentioned mm-hmm. the stuff that he had to say about uh, DJ Moore and, um, and Justin Fields. But Colleen Kane from the Chicago Tribune, shout out to Kyle, asked Jaquan, what were you happy about last season? And his answer was pretty enlightening because uh, he thought about it. And then he was like, I wouldn't say I was happy about anything. To be honest, I really wasn't happy. We went three and 14. I feel like I didn't have the year I should have had got to finish off the year strong. I got to finish out the year healthy. There was nothing I was happy about last year. Um, I, I love brisker. And he put in there. He said, he said, that's my truthful answer. Like he, he like doubled down on it. He's like, yeah, just being honest. Like, yep. You hear guys all the time. I there's there's this code I have. When a lot of times when you hear a player or coach say, "To be honest with you," the next thing that comes out of their mouth is usually not the truth. Uh, in this case, you you could you could tell that he was being completely honest that he's just not thrilled with his rookie season. I'd, I'd push back one tenth of one ounce and say, like, you had to have been happy to be playing in the NFL, but taking that part out of it. He really, he started out great. And then in the middle of the year, it was odd that he was just, it didn't seem like he was picking up things as fast as you you wanted him to. And we, I think coming out of the preseason, we sort of thought that he was going to have an instant dynamic impact and it took it. There was some, but it wasn't consistent. So I, I like that Brisker is got a high bar for his enjoyment in the league. It's, it's 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 it feels like he's right where he should be yeah brisker's comments too about like how things will be better like he said he, he was playing too fast and that reminded me of kyler gordon and like the rpms right where he was kind of going too fast had to slow things down and so going into year two it, it sounds like he's going to have a better feel of you know where he needs to be and how he needs to be playing at a slower pace so that he can be more in control of what he's kind of doing. It, it was really reminiscent of what Kyler Gordon was saying last week about how he was playing. So I think now with, with these two guys in the same system in year two, you are going to see a better Jaquan Brisker, better uh, Kyler Gordon. And, you know, hearing him not being satisfied with his play, and he was playing good in the beginning of the season, but those injuries kind of set him back. And he talked about, you know, having to overcome those things. I think that's good for obviously for the Bears defense. You're getting a more hungry Jaquan Brisker who said he's open and wants to play more of the free safety, strong safety, being a little bit more in the defense, he said, wanting to be more a part of that. So, um, yeah, Jaquan Brisker, hungry for year two, and I'm excited to see what he's capable of doing, um, you know, in 2023. Yeah. That last thing you just said, I wanted to touch on that. I wanted to get your guys' thoughts on this. So he was asked about, he said he wants to be more involved on defense. And, it's like, okay, well, what does that mean? And I'm forgetting who it was, but somebody followed up on it. Hey, what does that mean? What, you want to be more involved on defense? Like you played a lot. And he said, yeah, just playing both sides, playing free safety, strong safety, just being moved around, being involved, playing low, playing high, getting more blitzes, getting my name called more, 
things like that, that I've been doing all my life. Nothing should change. They should use me like use me like a lot, like a bar of soap, like literally like dove, like use me. You know what I mean? Like literally. So just use me like I've always been. Just move me around. Let me help my teammates. Let us help us win. That's why I'm here to win games, to go to the playoffs and win a Super Bowl. Damn straight. He's going to be endorsed by Dove. Yeah. yeah. Well, on one end, you could be like, you know, coaches definitely get uneasy when players are out there in the media, like kind of saying, hey, I should be used this way. I should be used that way, you know, a little bit differently than I have. So there's definitely, I mean, that side of it, but I like it. You know, this guy, if you go back to what we said about him, what we saw on his film when he was coming out of Penn State, like this is what we were talking about, how versatile of a safety Jaquan Brisker can be, how disruptive he can be when you just kind of let him play free. So um, I hope to see that, more of that, call his number, get him on blitzes, um, which is kind of incredible because he did a four sacks last year, right? So, mm-hmm. um you know, if there's more they can tap into there, I, th- I think they should. Um, and I also don't want to understate, you know, losing Eddie Jackson towards the end of the season probably also impacted him. Um, and then he was dealing with it. It was also, he's talked about that concussion that he was dealing with. Like that didn't sound good. He was talking about being in a dark place and not being around his teammates. And so um, some very interesting stuff from Brisker. When they, if you go back to early last year and comparing Brisker to Gordon, like 39 pick, 48 overall pick, I, I think most people, at least early on, were like, looks like Brisker's going to be the better player. And I, I still think that that is probably going to be the case. But it's just, uh, it was also very notable at the time that you got a ton of needs. Getting, you need all the help for Justin Fields and Poles took the best players on the board. I mean, George Pickens went after Jaquan Brisker. A lot of people called that out at the time. So I'm just saying all this just to point out that, you know, he's got, there's a high bar for this guy. I think there's a lot of expectations on him. I'm not saying it's bothering him at all, but I'm like extremely confident just by the, because of this pick and because of who was available and because of what the bears needed, that they really loved this dude. And he, it was his rookie year. It was fine. He, he had a, there's nothing wrong with his rookie season, but I, I do think it's realistic for him to take a huge step forward here in year two. Yeah. I think all, when he was mentioning wanting to do all the things on defense, being more part of the defense, the one safety that comes to mind that I think does that right now in the NFL is probably Derwin James, where he can line up free, strong blitz, cover the linebacker or cover the tight end, do a little bit of everything almost sounds like Brisker would would want that kind of role. But, and you know, I think that's fine for, you know, Alan Williams to know that his young safety is willing to take on more because, again, he was doing pretty well in the beginning of the season, the setbacks, but it's a guy that I think wants to be challenged. He's, he wants to be a leader of this defense and still being only going into year two. Like, I think that's exciting for a Bears defense that is still growing, still learning, Still looking for leaders, I think, and Jaquan Brisker is definitely going to be a part of that. But that's the first player that I thought of in terms of a safety that can really do it all. I'm not saying that Jaquan Brisker is going to be that, but like that's uh, it kind of sounds like that's what he would like to take on, just more responsibility, and I think he's capable of handling handling it. It's a good call on Alan Williams bringing him in, Nick. Like you know, hey, use this guy correctly. Let's go. You have hopefully a missile style weapon that's ready to go in and mm-hmm. cause some serious havoc all over the field. Let, let's, let's give it an opportunity to do it. Um, should we talk about Jalen Johnson? We can do that. Don't forget to get, yeah. I want to hit some of Getsy too. Yeah. At some point. Uh, um, well, I think, yeah, but sticking here in the secondary, I think would yeah, for sure. Jalen, Jalen Johnson um, makes sense. Um, as we've said, and, and, and talked about uh, as this story has developed over the last couple of weeks um, there. And we learned a little bit more last week about even on this show, we talked about it before Jalen Johnson actually went on ESPN and then talked about it the next day, just about his daughter living in California and, and how there's, there's clearly some more things at play here. Um, Jalen Johnson spoke today and kind of laid that all out to us. 
He repeated a lot of what he said last week on ESPN, but um, still, I mean, I think you listen to Jalen Johnson and you hear a guy whose reasons, I don't even want to call them excuses, but reasons for not being at a voluntary uh, portion of the offseason are valid. Um, Now, on the other side of that, that doesn't necessarily change the feelings of not just this organization, but any organization dealing with this because coaches front office, people across the NFL still want to see their players there and say, you know, these dates, we get them out to you early. There's ways to plan things around it. So both can be true at the same time. And at the end of the day, he doesn't need to be there. And that's the choice he made. Uh, what was your reaction? To everything that Jalen Johnson laid out today. Nick, go ahead. I didn't have an issue with it, Adam, and especially like him just saying, "I'm a dad before anything else." Um, and you know, Adam, you can probably you can speak to that. Just you know, with again his responsibilities, he knew exactly when OTAs were going to be, what he had going on in his life uh, at that time too, and he was still zooming in and asking questions. Uh, with his position coach. So I, I really didn't have an issue with it. And it wasn't because of contract holdouts. He he put that to rest right in the beginning, right? It, it wasn't because of that. It was because of the other things that were kind of going on in his life. And, you know, he was asked, was there any pushback from coaches? And he said, no, I wouldn't say I felt any pushback. I think there are always times when you try to figure out a way to try and get things done, both of them done. But at the end of the day, there are things that I think have a priority. And in Johnson's life at that point in time, you know, be around his daughter. He had his golf outing, doing those things. So I didn't have an issue with it. He seems very focused on what he wants to do. Obviously, he's up for a new contract, but I had no issues with it. Yeah, and from my perspective, look, Jalen Johnson has earned this. The guy has been a first-class dude in the building. He's been a first-class dude outside the building for the Bears. Um, he was wasn't, you know some a wall situation where he wasn't communicating and, and, and talking poorly on the franchise. I mean, this has, it says none of the Roquan Smith feel to it whatsoever. So from my perspective, I, I think Jalen deserves, you know, the, the benefit of the doubt of dealing with family stuff and he's here now he'll be here at minicamp. I, 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 I'm not, I'm not sweating him at all. Yeah. I, uh, I don't know that I 100% agree with you that it has that there's no comparisons between the Roquan Smith situation. I actually think in terms of of uh, and I've said this many times on the show. I I I I, I think that there's a lot of comparisons, uh, but in perhaps the the gap that might exist between how Jalen Johnson values Jalen Johnson and the Bears value Jalen Johnson, and I think getting his hands on the football. Is a is a is 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 one of those areas where that might exist. Now, I also think positional value is different here. Obviously, cornerbacks compared to off the ball linebackers. But then again, for as much as we talked about that, they went out and spent the most money in the offseason on an off the ball linebacker. Not as much as they would have had to pay Roquan Smith, but they still paid the guy. So you know, Ryan Poles and Matt Eberflus have a type. That has been very, very clear. And they are willing to put price tags on players that they think fit. And whatever that value is, they're not going to budge off that. So I'm just saying, I don't think this story is done. Do I do I believe Jalen Johnson? Absolutely. Do I understand where he's coming from and and, and all the stuff he he had a he had a golf outing? that he did over the weekend. These are for good causes. It's for charity. Uh, totally understand. Obviously as a father, I, I loved his quote today. You can find another cornerback. My daughter can't find another father. I mean, it, that was good. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, I, I think the athletic might need to look for a new reporter because Adam Johns wasn't <laughs> there today, but Adam Johns's kids, they can't find another Adam Johns. Right. So See, I couldn't we even save that. I couldn't even save that for tomorrow. I had to use it. I had to use it right away. <laughs> we missed you, Adam Johns. You know, where were you today, buddy? Holding out, probably. Yeah. 
Gans. Hey, yeah. I, I, I know you're, you're you're making you're making solid points, Adam. 100. Like there, there's probably like going all to be these more. things can be true at the same time. I mean, I think Jalen Johnson is valid, 100 valid reasons for not being at voluntary practices. It's, but I also think there's one thing here that maybe isn't being talked about enough. Although I think we brought it up last week a little bit. If the team really viewed it as, yep, no problem, man. We totally, we're totally cool with this. Wouldn't they have gotten out in front of it and said all those things that we ended up learning last week from John Hoke that, Hey man, he's been in the meetings virtually. He's got all this stuff going on at home. They haven't treated this like it's an excused absence. That Flus has always seemed to, uh, you know, he's very positive, but you can just detect a little sense of annoyance around it. He's been short. And I, I sense a little iciness in Jalen Johnson's response today when he, when he talked about how they talked about it. Right. And it all comes down, at least in my mind to, are you going to pay me or not? And right now I think he's very skeptical that he's going to get paid. And so he's (laughs) going to be bothered by it. And I would be too, if I were him. So, so that leads us to the other part, which is definitely uh, interesting. So you was asked directly, do you have an agent right now? And he said he's transitioning between agents. And right now he does not, but he's getting one. So for, for a split second there, it actually did sound like this could be a Roquan Smith yeah. situation. But then he said, I'm getting an agent, although he doesn't have one right now. I just wanted to bring that part up because Things do change when agents get involved. I think for the good in most cases, but I do find it interesting that he, Jalen Johnson today, so directly shot down the idea of this being any type of holdout, which I believe Mm It's your contract on your mind. Not even close. No, anybody who knows me, that's not my character. Uh, at the end of the day, for me, I wouldn't even say holding out, just having prior priorities. That was the quote he had when I asked, basically asked if this was a holdout. So I wonder if that could be held. A, you know, that's going to be assumed based on what he said there that he's going to be at a training camp. No problem. But I wonder how many agents that he could potentially sign with might have a different view on that. Hey man, don't put your body out there in hard practices in August until you're taken care of. I think most agents would probably say that. So today was, today was, was good to hear Jalen Johnson talk, to see him back in the building. Um, The timing makes a lot of sense. Cause that was another question he dealt with today. Why now? Why are you back? Well, mm-hmm. I've been dealing with all this stuff. He has golf tournament Saturday. It's a shit ton of work to put on a charity golf outing. Like that ain't easy. That's over. Now I'm back. I, he knows he had to be back here next week anyway for mandatory mini camp. So the timing to me makes perfect sense to be honest, but I'm just wondering, okay, an agent gets involved in this between now and training camp. Does anything change? I don't know. It's, it's certainly possible, but I would also think that he would not, when he's interviewing agents, how do you think I should handle it would be one of my questions if I was Jalen. And if the dude said, you should sit out, I'm, I, my, my, just based on what he just said, I'm not that guy. I don't think Jalen would pick that guy. So he doesn't seem like the type that really wants to play that level of hardball, but time will tell. I mean, he certainly yeah, didn't, he didn't. Sorry, Nick, real quick. He just certainly he didn't talk like somebody today that wants to be playing hardball or hold out by no, any yeah. means. By any means, that's exactly what I was going to say. And I'm like, right when you know to begin that press conference, shoots it down about the possibility of you know contract holdout. So I think when it comes time, training camp mid July, and I think we're going to see Jalen there. Like he does seem like a guy that wants to play, wants to prove you know, to this league that he's can be one of these top cornerbacks in this league, but just how he can, again, they are words. They, he's answering questions and that's a hot topic right now, but I don't know, a gut feeling. It just feels like he's going to be there throughout training camp, but we'll have to see. We'll see what happens. See what, what can change from now and then. 
Um, all right. Nate Davis also back. That story still seems to be a little murky in terms of what he was dealing with. Um, and unlike Jalen Johnson, uh, Nate Davis did not speak to the media today. He was requested and did not. I think the word there was that he'll talk next week at uh, mandatory mini camp. So, um, obviously not a contract holdout by any means. He just got paid uh, brand new player on the team. But uh, that was another side story that's been going on during OTAs. And um, but it's good to see him back. Good to see everyone back for the most part. I mean, Chase Claypool, notable absence. Um, and Tyke Tolbert said he's just dealing with something uh, was at, which which flu said last week too. you know, some mm-hmm. what did he say? Quote, soft tissue stuff. Um, so apparently that's still going on. Uh, Tyke Tolbert was asked if he'd be back next week and he didn't really want to answer that question, but also didn't come off as, uh, it didn't, it didn't seem likely to me. So we may not see Chase Claypool, uh, again until training camp. Um, but of course we'll see if he's out there next week. Uh, and then probably should have brought this up earlier, but I asked Flus about Darnell Mooney and he pretty much said Mooney is expected to be back for training camp. So there, there's some good news because we just haven't seen Mooney. Eddie Jackson was back out there today. Eddie Jackson coming off that Liz Frank injury um, was, had was worked in back, worked back in to individual drills earlier in the week, got into team drills today. So that was a very positive development, but when we don't even see Darnell Mooney other than in some social media videos, um, you know, it almost, you start to worry a little bit, which is why I brought up the question today to Flus. Um, I think we can rule out mini camp, but what about training camp? And he said, you know, barring a setback, uh, he should be ready for training camp. So that's excellent news uh, for the Bears offense. Did you believe him? I was skeptical at the moment when he said it. I don't know why, but I was like, eh. uh, no, I believed him because for, for a guy that hates putting timelines on things, I think he would have been very, very hesitant sure. to, to say that. Um, okay. Unless, unless he meant it. Um, and enough. then, and then Jason leisure followed up and he said it again. So um, again, and he said, barring a setback, but yeah, well, fingers crossed that it keeps moving forward. They need him, And it's, it was, it's setting up with every, how we started the show, by the way, with, with DJ could set up for a huge year for Darnell at just the right time. Yeah, we. I mean, we've seen the connection between Fields and DJ Moore. We also want to see the connection between Fields and Chase Claypool, Fields and Darnell Mooney. You know, yeah. other guys are going to be huge parts of this offense, so we need to we need to start seeing that, and hopefully those guys can get out on the field sooner rather than later. Well, and by the way, like, let's not forget, before Mooney got hurt last year, we started to see that connection. Mm-hmm. I mean, remember, Mooney started the season very slow. Didn't yeah. he not have a catch the first two games was it or one catch yeah he was stepped into the number one role they were all over his ass he couldn't get open and he wasn't getting any catches and it was and it was alarming and confusing but but despite all that that technically existed all season and by the end of the seat by the before he got hurt he was starting to get in a good rhythm with justin Fields. so now you add in dj Moore and uh, I'm still bullish on Darnell Mooney. I think his route running is excellent. I think, you know, I go back to some of my notes and some of the things I wrote and said last year in training camp, like that dude was getting open. He was, he was, he, he's a good player. He, and, and I think ideally he is your number two wide receiver and it can work. Let, let me be clear. I, I, I believe in Mooney. I just don't think he's one. I think he's a two, three. And if he's the two, that's fine. That's fine. If he's the three, now we're really talking because we've got you got options all over the field, which is I'd love to get there, but you know Chase Chase Claypool has 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 ways to go to become to unseating him as a two and really doing things. But that's what I think when Poles made the trade, that's what he was hoping for, something along those lines. Mm-hmm. That those two would kind of be you know neck and neck, I would think. Well, uh, another another thing I believe in number one for me, Shady Rays. We're out on these practice fields. You got to have the sunglasses on. You got to be ready to go. Uh, and when you take on the sun, you need to do it with gear built to last. And our friends at Shady Rays, they have you covered with premium polarized shades at an affordable price. 
They're an independent sunglass company that offers world-class product that's just as good as any expensive pair that we've worn. Durable frames, extremely clear optics for outdoor adventures. And whatever your adventure is, you can wear Shady Rays with confidence because if you happen to... Oh, God, what is happening right now? Bragg's just ma- magically made... Shady Rays rocking. I know, but you made Carm disappear. Well, he asked for it. I, was, I I'm sorry. I, I didn't know. I thought you did something during the ad read. He, I he thought you me. had some magic pair of shady rays that just made Carm disappear, and then you showed up. He and said, I need to run during the ad break for a second. Can right, I well, pop in? Here they I am. Aren't, look, they're not magic, but they're close to magic. Because if you break them or anything happens, you lose them. They'll send you a new pair. They'll just reappear thanks to shady rays and their lost and broken <laughs> replacement program uh and together with their customers shady race is providing much needed support to nonprofit partners across the u.s through shady rays impact they from building play sets for pediatric cancer patients to providing young adults with ms the outdoor adventure of a lifetime shady race is making an impact in your community and others like it now for many years to come uh, exclusive for our listeners shady rays is giving out their best deal of the season go to shadyrays.com use code chgo for 50 percent off Two plus pairs of polarized sunglasses. Try for yourself the shades rated five stars by over 250,000 people. By the way, we love seeing the photos of people. People have been sending us photos wearing their shady rays in all types of different places. We love seeing those. So keep them coming at us uh, individually or at us on at CHGO underscore bears um, and keep using that code CHGO. Grab those shady rays. Send us a photo. We, we appreciate it. That's right. Um, Shady Rays are the best in the business. That's what I'm rocking right now. So make sure you go get a pair. We appreciate everybody in the comments saying how they've been getting some too here lately and for their family. So, you know, some good sun means some good energy, Adam Hogue. And the ComEd Energy Efficiency Program is committed to helping families and businesses in the communities they serve, helping manage energy usage and lower energy bills now and into the future. That's right, Greg, and ComEd offers a wide variety of incentives on lighting and other efficiency upgrades to commercial, industrial, and public sector customers of all sizes across the territory. ComEd also offers free facility assessments that can help find energy-saving opportunities, like for HVAC systems, commercial kitchen equipment, or industrial processes. How does that work, Nick? I got you, Greg. An authorized engineer will work with you to develop a detailed assessment plan specific to your goals and needs. These can be done in person or virtually and last approximately two hours. Within three to four weeks, customers will receive a a report detailing energy efficiency projects that that they can start working on immediately. Each recommendation will include estimated energy savings, cost savings, project costs, potential incentives, and simple payback. And if you own a business, don't wait. Get started saving money and energy today for energy-saving tips, lighting incentives, or to schedule your free facility assessment, go to comed.com slash poweringbiz. Did you say comed.com slash poweringbiz? That's exactly what I said, Greg, so go schedule yours today. Boom. Is Karn back or not? He's back. He's back. I never uh, left. Well, because we got uh, we got we got a big well a big thing. We got a notable thing here. You guys aware of the statement that the uh, that came from the Bears and the mayor of Chicago? Damn ass, right. I'm about. I'm aware of it, and I tweeted it, and I and I love him, and he's the greatest because he was 10 years old, like Carm was 10 years old when the Bears were winning the Super Bowl, and he wants the Bears to keep shuffling in Chicago, and he had a nice informal meeting with Kevin Warren and. It's a long, 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 long putt, but who the hell knows what's going to happen here? Let's go, Brandon. Get involved. All right. Well, I would say this is putting from the tee box, but uh, joint statement from Chicago Mayor Brandon Johnson and Chicago Bears President and CEO Kevin Warren. Quote, today we met, discussed our shared values and commitment to the city of Chicago, the importance of deep roots and the need for equitable community investment throughout the city. We are both committed to the idea that the city and its major civic institutions must grow and evolve together to meet the needs of the future. We look forward to continuing the dialogue around these shared values. 
There's a noticeable word missing in the statement that stadium starts with an S and ends with stadium. Yep. That's correct, Adam Hogue. We're not putting the cart before the horse. We're talking about what actually matters in life, which is making the world a better place before where the stadium is going to be built. And I share uh, that, hey, that's a great place for these two to start and work on their relationship. Um, which and, is basically and- what I said the other day. Mm-hmm. Like new president, new mayor. Let's not yeah. assume that this is like some detailed meeting between the mayor and Kevin Warren on a stadium. I would hope that one of the first things they both did when they got their new jobs is say, Hey, we should sit down together and talk, maybe repair some of this, um, this relationship that's been horrible. Um, and that's what today seems to be about. Now I'm not naive. I mean, it's, I would, I would agree with anybody who says this also cracks open the door to a possible Hail Mary for Chicago to keep the bears uh, in the city. Um, that being said, I also said that when Kevin Warren got hired, like you needed new leadership from both sides. Um, so step one, new president, step two, new mayor elected. Okay. Now we're in a different world than we were, uh, you know, six months ago for sure. And, that opens the door. And I don't know what the hell Arlington Heights is doing right now. I would suggest that they figure that out um, because they're, they're clowning around with this tax nonsense and how they're assessing that stadium site. And, you know, the bears seem to be so far down the road that if they wanted to get that thing going, they could get it going and to a point of no return. And right now, as they fool around and, and mess around, Good, good for whether it's meeting with the mayor in Naperville or the mayor of Chicago, Kevin Warren's using that leverage to his advantage. Yeah, he is. And there's a reason why Kevin Warren got that job. And I think we would all bet that the bears are going to end up in Arlington Heights, but I would also throw in. And, and I think that Kevin is probably seeing that when they do make the move to the suburbs, there will be some statement along the lines of we are never leaving Chicago. I am pledging with, with the mayor to do X, Y, and Z. So he's, this is a sort of the foundation of that perhaps. Right. And, and if it goes in the likely way that it's going to go, but I think you're, you got a fair point. If I if it give, if it, the waters kept keep on getting murkier and murkier, then who knows what happens? It's unlikely, but it's, 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 you know, at some but- point, yeah, but as I said earlier in the week, like this is regardless of the stadium, this is this is actually, um, and I and I and it matters to me too that this is being put in an actual statement put out by the Bears, not just that the meeting happened, which matters, but that the Bears are putting this out there because the way the Bears operate, like when they put out statements like this, they carry some weight that it's like a real thing. We are now far away from what former mayor Lori Lightfoot said, why don't you concentrate on beating the Packers, which was completely uncalled for beyond, uh, and by the way, it was true, but uncalled for in uh, a business like this, when you should be basically begging the bears not to leave you. Um, and, and especially now in the extra context, we now know, which we didn't even know at the time that she made that ridiculous statement. We have since learned how toxic the relationship actually has been between the park district, like literally not even responding to the bears at times for requests that they have for the stadium that they play in. And so at a minimum, hopefully that this, this type of meeting, because the bears aren't going anywhere anytime soon, even if they do leave soldier field, they have to coexist. And this feels like that relationship is at least on the way to being repaired now compared to where it was six months ago. Call me crazy or call me not shocked. The city of Chicago had an incredible asset in the bears that they didn't realize that they had and had paid and, and 
paid zero attention to how the world was operating to every other team in the NFL, like the from the New York Giants playing in New Jersey to the San Francisco 49ers playing uh, outside of San Francisco, all, all over the place. And and like just to be that clueless is just is is completely and utterly unbelievable. You you don't have the leverage. And and by the way, the state of Illinois, did somebody put in the chat like they go play in Indiana? They could do go play in Indiana. And it, it's, yeah. it's, not, it's not that much farther across the border than it is to go to Naperville, who they're talking to. It's the same distance from, from Soldier Field. So there is – it's like you have this amazing person that you're, like, married to or whatever, and, and somehow you think that you're the bee's knees sitting on the couch all day long drinking beer and doing nothing while that person's out there going out and making a living and putting all the food on the table or something. And, and I'm not – you know, it's unbelievable the way the Bears, have, the way the city has looked at this, which is not surprising because, I mean, look at the way the city has been run. So it's a lot to put on Brandon to change it all around. But, you know, fingers crossed that somehow, some way this guy can make some level of difference. I, for yeah. one, welcome the Bears to the region so I can be mayor of Bearstown. So uh, <laughs> that would be great for me. You can't be mayor of Bears Twitter and Bearstown. Uh, yes, I can, Adam. Yes, Don't I can. Don't put a limit on what Greg can do. I'm the captain now. I can see that you're already. We got a few super chats. Do you guys want to buzz through them? Just a couple. Yes, I do. Isaac Siegels. This one's addressed to you. Nick said, I sent a message on Twitter to you of pictures of the new Madden trailer featuring Jervon Dexter already getting attention. Happy hump day. I am now seeing those pictures. Yep. Uh, We got a tackling a green Bay Packer. I like Javon it. Dexter's in the trailer. That's okay. In the trailer for the video game. That's yeah, Aaron Jones taking down Aaron Jones. I stopped by about five, six years ago because I, I just can't. I'm not good at it. So it, same. My days are gone. Yeah, terrible. Dominating Madden. Uh, Michael Maddle um, had a super chat in here. He paid the two dollars later, so we appreciate you, Michael. He said, "Is Fields breaking the habit of locking onto a single wide receiver, or is he scanning the field in practice?" No idea. Well, <laughs> I, mean, I think on, on certain plays, you see him scanning the field and he's going down to his check down if he's not comfortable with the read. So I've seen that in a couple of plays, yeah. but DJ Michael, Moore is getting a lot of yeah. the passes. I don't mean to dismiss the question, Michael, but it's just hard to tell in what they're doing out there right now. Yeah. Well, well to be honest, Michael, I kind of have the same question and, because look, there there was a pass today that I thought he I thought he had Cole Komet with a step up the seam and I got on a linebacker and he he didn't pull the trigger on it and then he went to the check down underneath. Now mm-hmm. that tells me he is scanning the field. Maybe he, it was not a been it would not have been an easy throw. It would have been an incredible throw. But I did think it was maybe worth taking the shot. Then again, I don't know what the coaches are telling him to do in that situation. So they may be telling they might be coaching him just take the check down. They probably are. And it's probably yeah. the right move. Um, so now I, 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 I actually, as I say this, hope this becomes a problem we are talking about because I already get the sense this kind of bringing the show full circle back to DJ Moore and Justin Fields. And how I mentioned like he's thrown to him, like Cuddy through to Brandon Marshall. That became a story. Like does Cuddy lock on Brandon Marshall too much? I kind of hope that becomes a problem because it was pretty damn good for that offense when when Brandon Marshall was in town and they were, and they were throwing each other that much. Um, I think it beats the alternative, but I don't sense that he's necessarily locking on DJ Moore yet, but it was something I'll be definitely looking. uh, Yeah. Cause that was going to be my question to you guys, but then you somewhat answered it. Nick did specifically when he talked about some of the, balls he threw today you just thought were misfires or came out of his you know were you know wobbling in the air weird you know because what they always say at camp is you know they're testing windows out that you can't do during the regular season you got to learn what windows you can throw to in practice so sometimes you're gonna you know have a bad ball or throw an interception because of that but it doesn't sound like that was the case today it just sounded like he was misfiring correct yeah, I think today was just yeah. specifically uh, issues with the deep ball, and which for, which for the most part I think he throws a great deep ball. So okay, well we'll we'll fire through these super chats and then we'll get out of here. We got a Bears after dark here tonight with a rival Packers podcaster Peter Bukowski. So you better all you guys better make sure you're in there giving Peter the heat. 
You're supposed uh, to you're supposed to give people reasons to watch it. Yeah. Well, <laughs> we're gonna find out what's going on beyond enemy lines now that he doesn't have his precious Hall of Fame quarterback. I actually I, I am actually looking forward to seeing you two duke it out. Yeah. Uh and Carr might even attend now that the White Sox are uh canceled because of smoke. So Dick Durbin is in the chat. Oh, uh yeah. Yeah, uh, maybe a parody account here. Can't ignore a lot of the citizens. Ain't great Bears fans. Ain't giant Bears fans. Ain't giant Bears fans. I can't read. I don't know what he's talking Uh, about. Everybody loves the Bears. Gary Ross wanted to know, you know, Carm, do you have a do not disturb sign at your door? I mean, if this is your house, you got to be careful because then you say a murderer lives, you know. I'm, I'm I'm not at my house. I'm in a, okay. I'm in, I'm in location undetermined and there is a sign on the door, but does not say do not disturb. Okay. I'm right. 67% sure that Carm literally just broke into somebody's house to do this podcast. <laughs> and that's why he had to go off you're the at, camera for a few Kat's minutes. House, right? let, 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 let's just confirm what Hogue just said that there is only one person in this building that knows that I'm in this building and nobody would want me to be in this building, but I was getting creative to be in the building so I could do this podcast in a location that was suitable for me. And I've really enjoyed being here, but this is probably the only time you'll ever see me doing this podcast from this location. Okay. Final super chat. And then final super chat. And then we're going to get out of here. Uh, we got things to do. The bears bastard, which is Carm's favorite, uh, YouTube handle on here. He's, he's upset because he says Bukowski blocked him on Twitter uh, because he was talking in a Packers thread, but has the audacity to show up on CHGO hypocrite. Well, we're going to, we're going to clear the air tonight. We're going to, you know, maybe, settle maybe you can get down. him unblocked. We'll get him. We'll get up. We'll get him to unblock the bears bastard, but you know, a lot, you know, Hey, it's all right. Sometimes you got to clean up your Twitter timeline. So uh, you guys got anything else before we send this home? Well, I will address these two questions that are still sitting here. I know they're not on the screen, but that's okay. Uh, Steven was wondering, is mandatory minicamp open in the media the whole time or just one day again? It is open all uh, all three practices next week. We will have all three of those covered for you with recap shows Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Um, so we do get a little bit of bonus access next week. Uh, Jaden's also wondering, what did you name the bird that we were talking about earlier in the show? We have not named the bird. Um, Chirpy. Why don't we name him Waddle? Waddle? Since Waddle seemed to be the one that was, you know, although apparently he was wrong about it being a sandpiper, mm, which yeah, is disappointing. So. Um, but yeah, hope Waddle and the eggs are okay. I got uh, other ideas for a name, but I'll keep it to myself. Okay. <laughs> there you go. Uh, Bears after dark tonight, <laughs> eight o'clock. Uh, should be a lot of fun. I will, uh, I'll be tuned in and or listening on my, my driving tomorrow uh, actually i don't have to drive tomorrow because we are uh we're going remote tomorrow at noon so uh noon we're right back here tomorrow on the show maybe we'll have some more on that uh the stadium talk and i i actually i think there's a deeper discussion to have there and why how, why that all matters uh with that statement the bears put out today so plenty more i uh, got some leftover notes we never even got to in here yeah, no. so we'll bring those to tomorrow's show as well getsy tomorrow getsy 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 that's right getsy um, I have to run to my son's first ever uh, PJ Junior League match Let, that he's in. Cool, James. I, I don't know if it's being run by the Saudis now or not, but, uh, you know, it's a great thing. I'm excited. Oh, yeah. That whole, I could do a whole nother hour on the golf stuff, which I won't do right now, but thank uh, God it's been fat. <laughs> it's been fascinating. Follow us on Twitter. Make sure you're after dark tonight. And uh, we'll see you again tomorrow at noon right here on the CHGO Bears podcast.